What's good, family? It's been a little minute, but listen, check me out. I got some questions. Y'all ever just wonder when it's going to be your time? Like, God, when are you going to bless me? When am I going to get the job of my dreams? When am I going to get the car that I want? When am I going to get the house that I want? When am I going to finally get to the front of this self-checkout line? Because there's like 50 people in front of me. I only got five items. God, when is it going to be my turn? Y'all ever felt like that before? And then God just check you in the midst of that moment. And he's like, whenever you learn to wait. And you're like, huh? Like, God, I've been waiting this whole time. Everybody around me winning, but I'm not winning. And God's like, because you're too focused on what everybody else is doing, you're not even focused on your own life. You don't even want to wait. You're focused on so-and-so that's in front of the line, but they was waiting for two hours. You're only waiting for 45. Can you just wait? And then God is like, I've been blessing you the whole time, dog. It's been your turn. You just getting distracted and pushing your turn further and further back. It's like you got to eat with your friends. It's three of y'all, and they tell you it's an hour wait. But you see a family of six walk in, and they immediately get seated. But they was prepared to wait. They knew what to expect before they got to the restaurant. And because you wasn't prepared, and you didn't put any work to find out how long it was going to take, now you have to wait an hour. So you go to the car with your friends and you're sitting there arguing, trying to figure out where you're going to eat at. And then by the time you drive to the other place, you would have had 15 minutes that you would have had to wait to go to the restaurant you was originally at. But the problem is, is that we want to rush blessings. We want to rush everything in our life that we don't want to put in any work. Bishop Shear said there is a pressing in the blessing. But how can you expect the blessing if you don't press? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense. It's like an artist. It's like a singer, for example. Let's say a singer makes no music. You've never heard of this singer before, but they get a Grammy. How can you get a Grammy and you have not put in any work? How can you get an Oscar and you've never put in any work acting or anything dealing with film? How can you expect to be awarded if you haven't put in any work? How can you expect to get a car if you haven't put in any work? How can you expect to get anything that you want out of life, these job promotions, these houses, the marriage, um, the clothes, the shoes, if you have not put in any work. You got to press in order to make it. You got to keep going. But I ain't even mad, y'all, because I feel it. The word wait has such a negative connotation on it because Nike said just do it. So what I need to wait for if I can just do it? But you went to Disney and waited at their main gate in your car for about 15 minutes just to get into Disney, circle around the parking lot for another 15 minutes, go through their main gate again, wait about a good 10 minutes, finally get into the park, wait another 10 to 15 minutes on a ride just to be on a ride for less than 10 minutes. You was willing to wait to do that, but you can't wait for a blessing. Make it make sense because the sense just ain't making. But as many of you know, I'm a man of many, many analogies. So let me break it down because we're going to walk this like we talk it, all right? We're going to the mountains. The easiest part is driving up the mountain. The best part is getting to the top of the mountain. But the worst part is climbing the mountain. And I said the worst part last because that's the worst part. And the best thing about it is, is that you brought people up there with you, okay? We're going to compare a mountain to our life. 
You brought people up there with you, people that'll help hold you accountable, people that'll motivate you and push you to keep going to the top, all right? You got everything you need because you're prepared. At least you thought you was prepared. You're climbing up the mountain and you realize your shins start hurting, y'all. Your feet is hurting, your ankles are hurting, and you want to turn away, but everybody else is like, no, keep going, keep going, let's go, let's go, let's go. It gets real healy. You run into some rocks. You run into a few steps. And then you start to see how high you are. And you start thanking God because God has brought you a long ways. Y'all look at our car all the way down there. We've come a long ways. We've come too far to turn back around. So let's keep going. Out in the distance, you see all these beautiful lakes. You see all these beautiful mountains. You see, uh, you see some cities out in the distance. You're like, oh my God, this is beautiful. God, I want to go over there. I want to do this. I want to do that. And you're telling God all these things that you want to do with your life. All of these things that you want to be. All of these places you want to go. All these things that you want. But God's like, in order to get to it, you're going to have to cross that mountain or cross that bridge. Go through that valley when you get there. And you're like, all right, God, you know, I can do that. I climbed this mountain. And he's like, yeah, you know what? You right. You right. You know, God give you that little half smirk. Like, mm, all right, dog. You go to the mountain and you see everything at the top. It's so beautiful. The most beautiful thing you've ever seen. You're like, God, I don't ever want to leave this again. And God's like, I can give you this forever if you do right. If you abide by me, I can give you this forever. That's what he says. That's what God says. But let's, like I said, let's compare it to our lives. You can have all the money in the world that you want. You can have all the love. You can have all the happiness. You can have the success. Everything that you need, if you're going to be willing to put in the work and keep pressing on as you get to that mountain. As long as you got people in your life that's going to help hold you accountable and keep you up whenever you feel like turning back, you'll be set, right? But then you got to come back down that mountain, you know? After being a singer and you've won that Grammy, now I got to produce another album or I got to create another album to be able to get me another Grammy. I can't just settle here at this one Grammy. Let me see if I can get two. Maybe not two, but maybe three. Let Actually, let's shoot for the stars and get as many as I can. I want to produce and create the best product, the best project that I possibly can. Or better yet, if you're winning the Oscar, I want to be able to perform at my very best in this movie or this show so I can be able to win an Oscar, many Oscars at that. But are you willing to press on? Are you willing to put in work? Are you willing to add a little pressing to receive the biggest blessing that you can possibly get? But you got to be willing to go through the valleys. You got to be able to go down the mountain just to come back another. But the problem is, is that are you willing to wait? Are you willing to wait from the time it takes to get down from the peak that you're on to get to the other peak? Are you willing to cross through the valley of the shadow of death where they say you shall fear no evil? Are you willing to try? Are you willing to wait? Are you willing to go into this waiting room? And do something different and be strategic while you're in this waiting room. You know, plan out how you're going to do it. Prepare for this storm. As I'm in this waiting room and I know that I asked God that I wanted this and I wanted that, I need to prepare for it. What can I do to set myself up for success? What can I do to make sure that my heart and my desires align with what God wants for me? What can I do to make sure that my wants and my desires line up for what I want in my life? What can I cut out? What can I add? What can I do to make sure that I'm being as effective as possible to reach the goals that I want to reach in my life? 
And although Nike said just do it, they didn't mean just do it and not wait. But you're going to have to wait. But are you willing to wait? That's the question. That's why Nike said just do it. Go ahead and do it. Who cares that you got to wait? Just do it. If you want to be a, a millionaire, do it. If you want to be a lawyer, go do it. If you want to go back to school, go do it. If you want it, do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. But just be prepared for the waiting room. Because the waiting room is going to come and it's going to cause you to sit down, plan and be strategic while you're waiting on results. You don't know if you're going to get that plan A. You don't know if it's going to be your plan B or if it's going to be your plan C. But you got to prepare for the storm. Just like when you know what's going to rain outside, you know that you got to grab your umbrella. Just like when you know what's going to rain outside, you make sure you don't wear your best fit out. You know what I'm saying? You got to make sure when it's raining outside that for my ladies, you got your hair covered. You got to be prepared. But are you willing to prepare yourself while waiting in the waiting room? That's the real question. That's all I got. Actually, I take that back. Let me run it back a little bit. You look at so many people when they get these awards and accomplishments and achieve these goals in their life and they say, you know, I've been through a lot. You know, what went into this album was so many things and people that came into my life, people that left my life. You know, they tell you all of these things where they had to do a self-check that helped them create the best album that got them that Grammy or how well they studied and got into that role and was the character when they got that Oscar. But they made sure that nobody was causing division in their life while they were working to perfect and become the best that they could be. While they were putting in all that work, they made sure that they had nobody in their life that would cause division that would say anything negative to them that would make them feel less than or that would distract them from achieving their goal. And that goes back to the book of Titus, chapter 3, verse 10, where it says, if someone is causing division in your life, give them two warnings and have nothing more to do with them. When you're in that waiting room creating this best project, while you're climbing the mountain, you don't need anybody negative around you that's going to distract you and pull you back. If they're not pushing you to be the best you, and helping you out in your life and helping holding you accountable, then they not for you. But at the same time, the same stuff that people pour in you, you got to be able to do the same to them because you didn't make it to the top of that mountain by yourself. Though you may have not encouraged the people that was with you, they encourage you. So when you get to the top of that mountain, you can't leave them out of the photo because they're the reason why you there. You didn't even drive to the mountain. Somebody drove you, but yet you cut them out the photo. Sometimes we block our own blessings and forget where we came from. We wanted to go to that other mountain, but the friend that took us to the mountain we went to don't even want to take us to the other one because of how, how, how bad we acted. Because of how disrespectful we were. And that was the person that was lifting you up the whole time. That was the person that got you to the top of that mountain. So ask yourself a question. What are you going to do in that waiting room? And how are you going to be effective to what comes after? But that's all I got, y'all. I'm done this time for real. Y'all turn my mic out.